If you look at humans, we go to space, we explore, we go to new territories, we do all these things. And so if you take that and say, that's human nature, like a tree's nature is to grow. You don't have to go like, come on tree, like it's time to grow, like let's grow. It's just what a tree does. And so I believe that humans are meant to do that. So if you take that principle and apply it to, you know, business leadership, I think that people are going to go through their journey and their career, and there's going to be these inflection points where what got you here is not going to get you there. So what you've been doing to get yourself successful to this point, you might have to learn a brand new skill set or do something completely new to get you to the next phase or your next level. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast. Hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations, folks. Oddly, Stevenson's here, and we're back with another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. And if, in case you didn't know, this hands down is the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. As always, I, I appreciate you for being here and joining us as we continue our journey of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. Uh, if you participate in the world of social media, I would encourage you to connect with us. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle The Audacious Pod. Or if you're watching this particular episode on YouTube, then you can subscribe to our channel by tapping that bell down below and you'll be connected to all good things audacious related. Now, as part of my audacious speaking work that I do on the side, um, I developed something called a bold framework, which is something that I use to help my audiences understand what being audacious is all about. And it's simply a four-letter acronym called BOLD. Uh, B is for better than yesterday, O is outlast adversity, L is live your truth, and D is disrupt the norm. I, I touch on this because with the help of today's da- guest, uh, we're going we're gonna to explore further on the B in the framework, which is really focused on learning and getting better. Again, better than yesterday. You know, here, the reality is where you are today isn't meant to be where you'll stay, but you need to continually look for ways to improve and get better. Emily Sander is a leadership coach and a lifelong self-growth junkie who pretty much embodies the better than yesterday better than yesterday philosophy through her work. Uh, in fact, you know, one of her coaching clients actually was on her website and I, one of her coaching clients said about her, this is what she this is what one of the coaching clients said about Emily. I worked with Emily for several years while serving as a C-level officer in a multi-million dollar technology company. She makes me a better executive and most importantly, a better person. And being, being a better person is what it's really all, all about. How can we be better? How can we improve? How can we take ourselves to the next level? Well, that's what Emily is all about. So now that the stage is set, please allow me to turn things over to Emily Sander. Enjoy. 
Hey, Emily, thank you for joining me here today on the Audacious Living Podcast. Uh, I'm always so appreciative of people to come and spend time and hang out with us and talk about all the good stuff out in the world. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's very cool. Um, you, you do a lot of work in the in the, in, in the coaching world with executives and, and especially in your, and you focus on leadership and uh, leadership is something that I, I personally have, you know, have a, a personal passion of mine as well, because um, I, I remember the point when I, when I believe I truly understood what leadership truly was. And when I recognized that leadership was more about what you did as opposed to that title you had. Um, mm. I think that's what it really changed for me and, and unchanged my perspective in the landscape. So I'm, I'm really eager to talk with you about this. And, and may, maybe kind of as a starting point, we sort of get into sort of your, your leadership journey, because I think um, that might provide some good context here. For sure. So I come from the corporate world. So the first part of what you said resonates a lot with me. Early right. in my career, it you know was about the title and about yep. you know the team that you ran and all those all those external things. And then my evolution was similar to yours in that there was a switch that was made where it's like, hey, I can wake up every morning and say, what's in it for me? Yes. How do I get ahead? What do I get to say about myself to other people? Or I can wake up and say, how can I serve my team best? Yes. How can I make Jennifer's life a little bit easier? How can I help Felicia get to her next level? Like all these things. And that just flipped the script. And mm -hmm. that's a whole mm -hmm. different lens and approach to look at leadership uh, through. And it really served my team better, the company I was working for better. And me personally, it was much more fulfilling. So my journey and evolution of leadership sounds similar to yours. Well, and, and what's really, really interesting is that that, that example, that we, that realization that we've come to, that's not an example that we saw, or at least I, I didn't see it as such. Uh, I saw it as almost that that command and control kind of thing. I'm the boss. You you do this yeah. stuff, and 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 it, that was just sort of. I, I assume this is what it is, and it wasn't until I found myself in a leadership role where, where, and, and I guess, and I guess too, that command and control thing wasn't naturally my my natural inclination. I'm more that I'm a people person. Like, hey, what do you think? And what do you think? And like, let's figure this out together because I don't have the answer, right? And so when I remember when I got them, like, nah, this isn't. This is what I thought leadership was. This is way different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we we often have these heroic leaders in our mind's eye, right? So movies portray them like every, you know someone who knows all the answers, who is in complete control, who saves the day at the last minute yes, with the right yes. answer, you know. Yes. And in real life, it's more like, hey, I'm you know the servant leaders are the ones who people follow and yes. are drawn to more, yes. you know, right? Like someone who like you can feel when someone's invested in you. And cares personally about your yeah. development. Like I will follow that person, you know, to the day I die off a cliff's edge versus someone who I know, you know, is saying the right things and you know doing the doing the proper moves, but is all in it for themselves. So much different yeah. feeling. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this quote, but I'm gonna try it anyways. There's a quote by um, um, uh, John Quincy Adams that says, "If you can inspire others to learn more, do more, become more, mm -hmm. uh, then you're a leader, essentially." And 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 really, what that speaks to me is is and I, and by the way, I know I butchered that quote. Someone out there is gonna say that's wrong. You got it wrong. Yes, I know I did, but we get the general gist of where I was going here. Okay. But the point though is. Oftentimes, those things that we do are, are very small and minute. You know, they're not these huge, grandiose acts of whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's something small. Listening, um, mm -hmm. encouragement, um, motivating. Those are all things that are well within all our reach and our grasp. And again, that and that's why th that quote is so true that any of us can be leaders if we're doing these things. 
Well, you mentioned listening. And if you're in a conversation with someone, one of the worst things that can happen is you say something very personal, personal and kind of vulnerable, and you can tell the person didn't really hear you. And they're just giving you lips. It's like, oh, I just like gave something of myself and you didn't even listen. And conversely, when you're when you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're like paying attention to me and they like really care about what I'm saying. I love that. That's huge to me. Um, So, yeah, and I'll I'll try to butcher another quote. But there was I think it's Cicero back in the Roman days or someone and said they said, you know, when so and so speaks, people go, oh, that was a great speech. And when this other person speaks, he goes, the people say, let's march. So let's let's take action. And so I think the the little conversations with you have that you have, or the little asides that you might say to someone, can yep. move that person to action. And like you said, it can be a grand sweeping gesture action, yep. or it can be something very small. I had a mentor very early in my career, very lucky to have him, and he offhandedly, like a side mention, was like, "Oh yeah, Emily, you'll run a department one day." And at the time, I was like, "You huh? Like, are you talking to me? Like, that was so far." outside of my realm of possibilities, but yes. he planted that seed. And because he was so accomplished and because he was so senior and professional, I thought maybe that could be possible for me. And that literally changed the trajectory of my thinking and career in my life. Yeah, I have a very, very similar experience. I, uh, aside, you know, aside from this podcast, I'm the commissioner of the, the National Basketball League of Canada. was a pro basketball league here in Canada. And I can remember a long time ago, a, a very good friend of mine, he said, we, you know, we were kind of at a public function and he kind of said offhanded, I'm going to see you running this league one day. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, I, I wasn't even thinking that. And so, yeah. again, you talk about planting that seed. And, and and I think for me, what that speaks to is that, you know, individuals see that that, that potential. Oftentimes, the outside perspective gives a wider view than what we see on the inside. And we don't see it, right? And so people can see, no, you are going to do great, wonderful things. And you just need that that encouragement. So that's that's what I what I take from that. I love that. And I say to my clients who are leaders, like your responsibility and your privilege is to see that vision for other people. Mm. So it's the potential that they don't realize in themselves. You need to speak that over them and open that door for them because they might, you might assume and take that for granted. Like, oh, you know, Susan is really good at that. Everyone knows that Susan might know that, not know that herself. So you need to tell her and give her examples of it. Encouragement. So for sure. Love that. And, and, and when, when, and when you can support someone's leadership journey, the confidence that you're giving that individual, it, it's just, you, you literally, and you said you can literally change the trajectory of someone's life, right? Someone will, you know, we, if, if, I'm sure if you went around to people and said, you know, tell me your, 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 your favorite teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone can identify their favorite teacher. And if you were asking what about, what, you know, what did that person do? What did that teacher do make that stood out in your mind? You know, they, they encouraged me. They, 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 they listened to me. And now the, the things we're talking about are the same things that leaders can do, right? Yeah, for sure. I, so I'll answer your question. Mrs. Bauer, first grade, and <laughs> she taught me a whole bunch of stuff, but she also said I was painfully shy as a little kid, like painfully shy. And she said to me, you know, Emily, you don't have to be shy. And I was like, oh, I, I guess I, I don't have to. Okay, if I don't have to, then I'll go be this other way. And that was just like a paradigm shift for me. So um, yeah, that was a favorite teacher. And like, I remember my uh, soccer coach, he would talk, you know, teach us the, the fundamentals of the, of the game and, and all those skills. But mentally, he was like, you need to have a short-term memory. Like when you have a bad play, you need to mm. forget about it. Like take the lesson, but forget about it and move on. And that has served me well in so many other facets of my life. Um, in business and just in life in general. So, you know, if you had a bad play, so to yeah. speak, you got to take the learning from it, but you, you got to forget about it, clean slate and move on. 
By the way, my grade 10 teacher, Mr. Watkins, always told me that you will be such a great leader the way you lead people. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> not even thinking about it, but here we go. So um, I get it. No, there, there's very truth to that. I do like that analogy of, you know, forget the next plane. I have a short-term memory, really. And yet you have to, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know I, I oftentimes use the analogy of hills and valleys that lie, our lives are they're the ups and downs. And we can stay in that valley all we want, oh, yeah. but we're missing the opportunity to climb back to the hill and celebrate our successes. And so I think if you keep that in perspective, that that's a great way of life. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to pitch your tent in the valley and kind of drown in your pools of pessimism. It's like, woe is me. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm guilty of it. Come on, we all do it. But it's like, all right, let me pick up my stakes and march up this this next mountain. So, yes. Now I did have an opportunity to check out your website, and one of the things I read there is that you, 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 uh, the, the work you do with leaders specifically, and you help them to evolve and adapt, or adapt and evolve, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for those that don't recognize a need to evolve, because like there, there, there's a, it's easy to say I've got to do this, but you've got to recognize that you've got to do this first. Like, and that in itself is some challenges, aren't there, Emily? For sure. Yeah. So let me give like the big backdrop to that. So as humans, I think our human nature is just to learn and grow and sharpen ourselves. I mean, if you look at humans, we go to space, we explore, we go to new territories, we do all these things. And so if you take that and say, that's human nature, like a tree's nature is to grow. You don't have to go like, come on tree, like it's time to grow, like let's grow. It's just what a tree does. And so I believe that humans are meant to do that. So if you take that principle and apply it to, you know, business leadership, I think that people are going to go through their journey and their career, and there's going to be these inflection points where what got you here is not going to get you there. So what you've been doing to get yourself successful to this point, you might have to learn a brand new skill set or do something completely new to get you to the next phase or your next level. And so getting people to say, oh, I can no longer outwork this problem. I can't work harder and put right, in more hours right, to accomplish right, the next level. Like that's right. a common one. I have to develop these leadership skills and I have to develop how to communicate and delegate and set expectations and provide context, all of these things to get to my next level. Um, sometimes that is a awareness piece. And a lot of times people come to me and say, hey, Emily, I'm trying to get to this next level. I keep hitting my head against the ceiling. What, what do I need to do differently? So they know they need to do something differently, but they're not quite sure what or how to do that. So yes, I love working with, with business professionals in transitions like that. I wonder if you can give a, the, the, the contrast to uh, um, our personal world. So it's really easy in, in the corporate business world, you know, or, or if our business are failing, we can see, yeah, we got to change, we got to evolve, we got to adapt. But in, in our personal life, we don't have the same kind of metrics or, or do we? Um, I think you, uh, it's a little bit different, but for for instance, relationships, right? So we have relationships in business, but we certainly have relationships outside of business. And I think if you say, you know, geez, like what's wrong with people? Like everyone uh, just doesn't meet my expectations. It's like, okay, you can take a look at that, but there is a common denominator in all of those dozens of relationships you've had. Um, so you might want to take, you know, a look in the mirror and it, and sometimes it is, you know, uh, reflecting on what am I scared of? You know, I have biases and experiences that are just inherent in me. And what am I bringing to each of those relationships or each of those interactions with people? And that can be, you know, certainly romantic relationships, friendships, even interactions you have with the cashier or someone you see one time, like you're bringing yourself into all of those things. And it's, and it's saying, well, how can I make those better? Or, you know, how can I bench my ego sometimes and put the health of this relationship first. So, you know, there's interactions with someone you're close to is like, you've said something to me 
And I don't feel like being nice and kind in this moment, but <laughs> right. I value this relationship more than my feeling right now. And so I'm going to come at this in a way that's going to you know, land well and, and progress us forward, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And I think it's a very healthy conversation to have with ourselves. Like it really, really is because you're, you're, you're almost... You're, you're pausing the moment and staying present mm-hmm. to what's happening. And, and sometimes because, and, and look, we, we all have past experiences that feed into who we are. And I think that's a good thing. I think our experiences are good to have that can help us get to this point and, and move us forward. But sometimes those experiences, or at least those feelings connected to those experiences yeah. can lead us astray if we let them. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, you know, give ourselves credit. We did the things we did in the past for a reason. We didn't just make those up. They served us in the moment. And so maybe it's like, hey, they served us when I was in a home environment that wasn't the greatest. Now I'm out of that. I have a brand new life. I built this brand new life to myself. For myself, I don't need to do that anymore. Okay, let me identify that, be aware of it, set it down. Or maybe, hey, I developed this skill or this behavior in my childhood and it actually is a good thing. So I want to carry it forward, maybe use it in a slightly new way now, yeah, but I still yeah. want to have that. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's right. there's pros and cons and, you know, good things and double-edged swords and all these different uh, combinations. And, and, I, and I love that because you're almost doing an inventory, right? You're going through and you're kind of taking stock of uh, what you have, what you don't have, your strengths, the areas you need to improve on. Because once you're clear on those things, you can kind of set yourself up to put yourself in better positions or better situations. Or and I, I know peak performance is something you talk about as well, too. And so to better to have these better performances overall. Yeah, I mean, awareness, self-awareness is so huge. If you're not yeah. aware of an issue or you're not aware you're doing something good, you're kind of blind. So just being self-aware is going to help you make better decisions. Um, And I think you mentioned kind of there's a choice point. So -hmm. creating a lot of space in between, hey, I feel this. And instead of doing a knee-jerk reaction where it's like, oh, oh no, I just, I just did something. And now I got to clean it up or now I got to regret it and go say, I'm sorry. If you put some space and healthy distance in between that and say, hey, I have a lot of agency here. I have a lot of control over this situation. I have a choice to make, and it's always my choice to make. That's a position of power to put yourself in. Yes. It's hard to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, much easier said than done. We can talk a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's a piece of cake, but it's so hard to do. Because, again, I talked about our our past experiences, our feelings, and and especially those experiences that, that, that resonate with us in a really strong way. It's really easy to say to separate yourself from them. That's just not realistic. It's not. Yeah. 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 First step, baby steps. I had one client who struggled. He had a short fuse and he admitted it and he walked into team meetings and blew the whole team meeting up. And his first step was seeing himself do that. So externally, like the behavior was the same. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, so-and-so like just blew up the meeting again. But he was like, Emily, I improved because when I was doing it, I could see myself doing it. And I was like, oh, "Oh, I'm doing it now. And that was his first step. And so then he got to a point where he could, you know, say, I'm, I'm mad right now. Like, and he would just verbalize like what he was feeling. I'm mad right now, guys. I'm sorry. I'm mad right now. And people be like, oh, at least he knows it. And he'd go on those baby steps and eventually got to the point where he was at. But the first step was just like, I see it in my head. It's a slow motion train whack wreck and I can't stop it. And here it goes. (laughs) Here we go. Buckle up folks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Um, you know, part of the 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 that that process of uh, going through our inventory um, is really just a t- again a talk about strengths and, and our talents. Um, I think for a lot of people, they have talents, so they're not fully maximizing. 
mm-hmm. that, that, are, that are there. They might be scratching the surface, but not really diving in and, and, and using them to their fullest. I wonder if you see some context around why these things are occurring inside people. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of things to say about that. One is, um, you know, people are are afraid to fail a failure, and so they don't step outside of their comfort zone. They're like, "Hey, I'm safe in this little box. If I don't move, if I don't do anything, if I don't try anything, no one can criticize me." Um, so being comfortable and almost looking forward to that that cocktail of fear and excitement. So you don't want things to be 100% terrifying because that's not a good place to operate in. Sure. But conversely, you don't want to say like, I don't want to do anything with my life. I mean, nice. if you step outside of your comfort zone and I say step one step outside, which is your growth edge. So, you know, if you're running a marathon, don't go from sitting on the couch to running 26 miles, nice. maybe try walking around the block, you know, one time a day and go with that. But that's a step in the right direction. And so, And I think when you do step outside of your comfort zone and you inevitably trip up or stumble or things don't go exactly to plan, say, great. It's okay. That is proof that that I am a successful person. That is proof that I am moving in the right direction and embrace it. And again, take the learning from it and apply it to what you do next time. And therefore you just learn. Sorry, I I don't mean to cut you. I want to go back to that point about that is proof because that's a really powerful statement. And for people to understand that successful people, in fact, fail and they fail often. Yes, they fail often and well and forward and all of those things. And I, there's a great quote. I, this is one of my favorite quotes. It's, you know, I succeed because I'm willing to fail more times than you are willing to try. Mm. And I love that. And then I think it was Matt Frazier, the CrossFit champion said, let me see if I can get this right. Um, I do today what you're unwilling to do. So tomorrow I can do what you can't. Wow. So I, I love those. Oh, wow. This has become a quote podcast now. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, I'm butchering them and you're not. So you're saving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I I, I do. So I, I, I want to go back to that point around our, our talents and sort of stepping out of that because I mean, very much, you know, this podcast, we talk about, you know, living your best audacious life ever. And the way you do that is to step out and, and not to play small and not to hold back and to and, and move past those fears because I truly, truly believe that if I I'm being the individual who I'm supposed to be. So for example, if I didn't think uh, it was a good idea to start this podcast and encourage people to have this audacity that's inside of us and be bold and take risks, we wouldn't be having this conversation now and someone be able to hear another two that they can take and apply for their own lives. So I, I, I say all that to say this, that we have an obligation to one another to be our, our, our bold, audacious selves. Yeah. I mean, life is too short to play small with your talents. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's, let's talk about failure. There's failure in like, oh, I did something and I fell on my face. There's also failure of like getting to the end of your life and saying, what, what did I do? Like I wasted it. That, Ooh, that scares me. That scares me a lot. And so it's like, what type of failure do you want to have? You know, Right. Um, this ain't no dress rehearsal, so you got to get after it. <laughs> That's exactly. I love that one. But it's true. I, you, at the end of your days, you look back and say, you know, what is it that I've done? What you know, what have I accomplished? And and I, I, there's, there's a piece around authenticity I want to touch on because um, I was in a conversation with someone the other day, and and they thanked me. They said, you know, Adi, you did this, and I really want to, I really appreciate you for doing that. And 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 I said that I was very polite. I said, no problem, glad I could help. And Emily, I walked away and I had no idea 
what I had done, <laughs> when I did it, how I did it, what I, I, I had no clue. And, and for me, what I took from that is I was just being myself. And when yeah. you're being yourself, you're not thinking about, like, I wasn't thinking I'm going to do this thing and, and it's going to have this great effect on her. And she's going to be so appreciative yeah. for the rest of her life. I wasn't thinking that way. I, just, I was boldly, I was kind of being myself. And I think that's the great way to be because you're just being authentically you and you still can make a difference. I love that. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm a thinker. I like to, you know, mull over things that I'm in my head a lot. Yeah. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes yep. that serves me well, but sometimes I need to drop into my body and just be like, don't think about it. Like just be, and you know, that'll exude out into the world and people will pick up on that. And when people are just being in the world and being their best selves, it draws people to them. It's right. just, it's, it's like, you know, moss to a, to a candle. Right, yeah. um, and so I think that that experience you described reminded me of that. Just like, yep. Just sometimes you gotta drop into yourself and just be. That's right. And, and that, that, yeah, there's, there's, and again, the piece about this that, that I touched on earlier is just the, the ripple and the impact it can have on others, mm -hmm. right? Just, just by being yourself. And, and I think there's, as, as, as the, the same way leaders are obligated to, I think we are in our personal lives need to be the same. Yeah. And I think too, you mentioned, you know, failure and, and those things and uh, humans are meant to grow and evolve, like we talked about, but they're also meant to be challenged. We're not mm. meant to sit back and like have no challenges in our life, right? We die, right. we shrivel, we like go in ourselves. Right. And so we're meant to overcome and fall down and get back up again. Um, you know, I read this article about bees and they took bees into space where they had no resistance for their wings and right. they all died because mm. they're meant to have resistance. They're meant to have to learn how to fly and how to, you know, navigate their world. And I thought that's that's similar to, to our lives in some ways. We're not meant to have it easy all the time or we're not meant to just float, float by. So we have to be challenged and that makes us stronger and that makes the accomplishment so much sweeter, right? Like when you do achieve something and you know, you've worked hard for it and you've like, you know, clawed your nails at it and you've, you know, sweat, blood and tears and all that, it feels a lot better and it feels worth it. By the way, I saw what you did there. It's a lot sweeter, and you talk about bees. Or that was a good. That was a good <laughs> I like that. But, but I do, I do, I do agree with you that 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 you know, as, as much as we want it to be easy and life to be easy in life, it, it, it's not meant to be. And and it's so funny because we want it easy, but don't realize that's actually working against us if it was right. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a balance too, right? It's like a rubber band. You don't want to extend it so far that it snaps back yes. and hurts you, but you want to. Yeah you know, push yourself and get yourself on that growth edge. And always, for me, I kind of take inventory. I do it every, um, every quarter and say, Hey, you know, what have I accomplished? Am I pushing myself enough? Amen. Do I have that, that mixture? And to be honest, just to like on these podcasts, when I first started doing podcasts, it was terrifying and I was <laughs> awful. If you want proof, go to my website and on the media page, <laughs> scroll way down to the bottom and <laughs> You will find me just struggling <laughs> to find my voice and learning how to how to speak with any um, coherence. But uh, you know that was that was definitely putting myself on my growth edge. And like you mentioned, starting your podcast, I'm so glad I did it, and I'm so glad I stuck with it because I'm yeah. able to have conversations, meet awesome people like you, have these conversations, and hopefully people will hear it and get something out of it. I, I remember my first podcast and that was over 150 episodes ago. And so I, 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 I do, I do every, every so often I'll kind of go back and go, Oh, I remember that guy. Like, who yeah. is that guy? And, and, <laughs> and, and as much as I'm joking about this, I think that's great to be able to see for yourself. Like, that's not me. 
Like where that guy was isn't where I am now. And that's the growth and the evolution and development mm-hmm. that you talked about, which is amazing. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good reminder. I mean, it's a good kind of checkpoint. I often take clients through, hey, let's think about three years ago or even a year ago. Are you worrying about the same things you were before? Right. Are those things a big deal to you? And they go, no. And I go, okay, so you just said you've made no progress. You know, what do you see about that? They go, oh, actually, you know, as I think about it, um, I'm growing as a person. So that's a good checkpoint for for anyone listening to Like, are you worrying about the same things you did before? Right. If not, you've grown. Right. And, and, and what that also speaks to is gaining confidence too, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you, be, you get, and, and, and something that I often, kind of, and I'll do, I still to this day, I'll do is, is I, I like to kind of keep track of my successes and my wins and, and every so often remind myself, yeah, you've done this. Like, how hard can this problem be? You know, yeah, you've done 150 podcast episodes. How hard could the next one be as an example? So, mm-hmm. and, and and I think when you when you can keep this inventory of, of your wins to remind yourself, almost mm-hmm. like we're we're reminding ourselves how great we are, right? Yeah. That can so when you run into an obstacle, you're like, Yeah, I've been here before. I know how to get by this because I've done it already. And those are good tools to be able to use for ourselves. 100 percent A great tool is create your own highlight reel. Like go through your life, like start from first grade. Like I did this school presentation. It was amazing. Create your highlight reel through your whole life and read it to yourself. So you can do that in two ways. One, if something hard is coming up or you tripped up, go over and go over and play your highlight reel and flip over to that channel or every morning read it. So you raise your baseline. So it's like, Hey, I already know I'm amazing. I already know what I've accomplished and I've proven to myself. So anything, any little thing that comes in, it's like ping, ding, whatever, water off a duck. Well, it was funny because there's a little bit of, uh, almost a little bit of arrogance needed for that and in a good way. Some people attribute arrogance as a bad thing, right? And, and, it, and it not totally is because this is a little, what we're talking about, I was like, you need a little bit of that because that's more leading to building your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, arrogance or bravado if it's true. If you've done all these things, there you you go. All these things you're just saying the truth. You're just like reading a fact reel. So, um, but yeah, there is a little bit of like self-belief and pumping yourself up, but that's right. not a bad thing. I mean, no. believe in yourself and you got to remember what you've done. So not at all, not at all. I, I would be remiss if we didn't touch on the fact that you're a published author and you've got a book hacking leadership. I wonder if you can sort of talk about that because uh, again, you know, the leaders, that, I'm, I'm imagining the leaders that you work with, uh, they, they, they fed a lot into to this book and it enabled you to uh, produce a, something that's useful for others. Yeah, certainly. Hacking executive leadership, it's it's combines my 15 years of the business world and all that experience and then coaching clients. Um, and it presents frameworks. So I think frameworks are helpful for people to have to apply to different situations. So we talk a little bit about the failure loop, which is what we mentioned here about taking the learnings and, and, uh, and going forward with it. Um, we talk about how to be creative re- creatively resourceful and pull from different parts of your life and say, hey, I can apply this principle from my personal life over here in business and vice versa. Um, it talks about recruiting and hiring. So just kind of a hodgepodge, but just these frameworks that leaders can take uh, can take forward and apply in their life. And, 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 I, and I love the idea of setting up frameworks because that gives you a bit of structure that you can that mm-hmm. you can work with, um, not necessarily always work with them because I think, you know, every solution, every situation will pre- present itself slightly different and you're yes. not going to have a framework that one stop shop covers all it just doesn't exist. Yeah. But at the same time, there's aspects you can pull and maybe you're pulling from other frameworks as well right but the, the fact is that having a guide is a guide if you will I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is this book is obviously applied to business, but for people listening in life in general, find those kind of first structures or first frameworks that are just 
primary and primordial and just have all these applications, find those ones and learn about those and invest your time in those. Don't learn like, hey, what should I do if, you know, Jerry over here sends this type of email and how should I respond? Like, you know, think, think big picture and think, you know, how can I leverage what I'm learning? I love that. I love that. And the importance of thinking big pictures is so, so huge. And so uh, I think that's a fantastic uh, point to close on. Emily, this has been was such a, a great chat. And I, I thank you for being here. For our listeners who want to learn more about you or, or you know, pick up your copy of your book, again, it's Hacking Executive Leadership. Uh, wh- where can we send them? Uh, sure. So you can find that book on Amazon. There's a Kindle version. There's an Audible version. I know people are busy. Um, I'm on social media. So LinkedIn, Twitter, Next Level Emily, and then you can find all those links and resources on my website, which is nextlevel.coach. So nextlevel, all one word, dot coach. Awesome. Awesome. Emily, this has been so, so good. I thank you for doing this. One, one last thing I, 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 I did mention, I'd, I'd visit your website and um, I, I did discover that you, uh, as, a, as a young child, was a fan of Superman. And so I'm, I need to ask Christopher Reeve or Henry Cable, which one, which one? Henry, Henry Cavill. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's just my generation, but it's also <laughs> like, I remember seeing him in the first Man of Steel. So I, I love that. Yeah. Superman is my favorite superhero and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that franchise. <laughs> Man of Steel is always a lot of fun. He's a classic and absolutely, but, but, the, you know, even the, 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 the good versus the evil that it represents, I think there's some really uh, strong correlation that you can apply in, 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 in war on the world in general. And so, um, it's such a good escape. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he used his powers for good and he never gave up. So, I mean, if you apply that to your whole life, you're going to be on the right tracks. So. There we go. There we go. And there you can you find go. stop bullets, do a few other you things. Know, all all things. We all have our own superpower. That's the key. That's right. Find yours. You have it for sure. Find yours. Use it for good. There we go. Awesome. Emily, thanks for this. Take care and all the best. Thank you so much. Back we are here on the podcast, and first off, I gotta send my send uh, an appreciation uh, to Emily for, for being here, and thanks for sharing. I appreciate the insights. Uh, and again, when we talk about how leaders can improve and get better, uh, it's so so critical that they that that they, you know they constantly are working on themselves. And Emily certainly touched on that. Uh, you can pick up a copy of her book, Hacking Executive Leadership, which again. Uh, she wrote as a guide to assist leaders on their own personal growth journey. Uh, once again, Emily, thank you so, so much for being here. And just because I'm an old school Superman guy, Christopher, Christopher Reeve is still my number one Superman. So there we go. Um, you know, when I, when I think back uh, to my conversation with Emily, I really appreciated so much of what she had to say. But if there's just one thing that I take from our chat, it would be this. The ability to to get better, move forward, or self-improve are all key aspects of what the human experience is all about. To achieve any real measure of success or greatness in life, we always have to be ready to respond, adapt, and improve as necessary. Whether we're trying to be a better leader or a better person, the ability to assess and evaluate where we're at versus where we want to be is key. And it it matters to the overall self-improvement process. It's something you do not only for the benefit, uh, for your own benefit, but also for the sake of others who are around you, who you look to make a positive and audacious impact on. 
Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com and entering your email address, yeah, and, and you will be alerted every time we got brand new content that comes out. Uh, as well, if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform and you care to leave a review or a five-star rating, that would be so much appreciated because these are the things that help this platform grow. We've sadly reached the end of another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I got to send out my thanks, love, and appreciation to those audacious listeners, all those lovers of audaciousness. It's you that you folks that keep this thing going. And I get to extend my appreciation and deep, deep thanks. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious.